0: Welcome once again to Legacy Leadership Alliance. I am Bishop Sean Cooper, and I tell you, it's a joy to share with you here on Legacy Leadership Alliance. Legacy Leadership Alliance is a podcast dedicated to emerging generations and thought leaders for legacy transference in the marketplace, educational systems, and religious institutions. Legacy Leadership Alliance for Points of Light are Mentorship, PK Alliance, and Pastorial infrastructure well blessings once again here on legacy leadership alliance of course i'm bishop cooper and as always it is a joy to share the word of the lord with you dealing with leadership you know i want to talk about five grace touches of leadership five grace touches of leadership have you ever heard the concept or the, the phrase leveling up in your leadership? Well, we all have to level up, all right? But we need leadership space. We need space to reimagine the future. We need space to pray and capture new revelations and, and new information so we can bring great impartation. We have to be careful with the leadership noise of distraction. And at the same time, we have to take stock of our leadership reality. But I'm gonna talk about this five grace touches of leadership, and I think this is a measuring tool that we all can measure our leadership. But also, I think the five grace touches of leadership is something that you could measure among those that lead around you. So let's, let's get with it, all right? So what, did I, what do I mean about five grace touches of leadership? Well, we have five senses. We have our ears, eyes, taste, smell, and touch. These are the five senses. And I want to break this down into more of a parallel that's relative or relatable to leadership. In other words, your leadership ears. Everybody need leadership ears. And that is the capacity to hear, to correctly put things in a biblical context. Okay, that's leadership ears. Leadership eyes is a vision, seen properly. We all have to have vision that the vision is not fragmented. Leadership taste that is uh, decorum. Every leader has to have a level decorum uh, that they're tasteful, right? And then fourth is leadership smell. I parallel that with discernment, being able to discern is very important because some you know you need to have that leadership skill to sniff things out. That discernment, okay? And then five is leadership touch. Which is uh, being able to feel, okay, and have compassion. That's very significant to leadership. And like I said, as we go through this, you could measure one to ten your leadership as it relates to leadership taste. I mean, are you one to one to ten, or are you're seven? I'm probably a seven or eight. I still got room to grow in all of these uh, graces, these these touches of grace that's been given to us by the Holy Spirit. So let's let's let's. Let's tackle this leadership ears. Every leader must have the capacity to not only hear, but be a great listener. And also be able to put things in proper biblical biblical context. Um, just because you lead don't mean you're an effective leader if you don't hear properly. I know some people that lead, but they lead emotionally. They lead on their feeling. So when they hear, they hear in the context of, def- uh, of defenses, right? And uh, so they never consider the one that is talking, the relationship, are they speaking truth to power? Are they bringing um, constructive criticism? See, you can hear, but do you hear correctly? Are you emotional? Here are, if you are emotional, uh, your emotions can deceive you. But if you're a listener... You hear in view of comprehension, like properly uh, discerning the person that's talking to you in their proper context. And we can also parallel this to marriage or anything, you know, being able to be a great listener. You know, the scripture says, be slow to speak and quick to hear. Right. In other words, have an ear to hear. The scripture in the book of Revelation talk about he that have an ear to hear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. When you are a great hearer as a leader, you know how to course correct. Because hearing is perceiving, right? Perceiving uh, well when you hear well. You have the growth of maturity when you are a great listener, if that makes sense. And I know that we, we go through the vortex that we feel like scrambled eggs, right? I call it scrambled egg syndrome, where perhaps the moment is simply fragmented. Um, My wife, uh, many times, the voice of soundness. She was the voice of balance. And of course, the Holy Spirit as well. What I'm saying, uh, hearing is not just, you know, you're able to hear by sound, but perceiving correctly, Hearing and listening are two total different things. I mean, I can hear you with my physical ears, but do I understand you in the proper context, right? Which means that you have to really uh, intentionally fight the emotions or distractions that come so you can hear in the proper context. As a businessman, when you're making plans, I remember when we uh, owned the the, uh, music store and I had five employees. And there were times when they wanted to come and talk to me about something going on in the store, but I was already pressured with people in the church, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And so when they when they spoke to me, um, there were times that I was short-tempered, that I, I didn't allow them to finish their sentence, okay? If you create that type of culture, then people are not going to talk to you or you become intimidated To even be approached. Being approachable as a leader is an essential element to your leadership impact and capacity. It's being able to listen and understand and know people at their point of reference of where they're coming from. So it is a leadership skill, whether you're in the business world, you're in the ministry, you're in marriage. You know, give yourself, measure yourself, or even ask your wife, uh, one to ten Do you need to grow in that grace touch of leadership ears? In other words, is there room for you to grow to be able to hear and perceive correctly? Now, the second five grace touches of leadership, the second is leadership vision. Vision, and that is seeing properly, which means that you're not seeing fragmented. And that's very important. And many times we have to fight for sight, we have to continue to believe God for for sight or foresight, that we see what God has said. Of course, we, most of you guys know the scripture in Habakkuk, the second chapter, says, uh, you know, you need to read. You need to write the vision, rather. You need to read the vision, then you need to run. You write, you read, you run. And the Bible said, for the vision is for an appointed time. Now you have to wait. So you write you read, you run, and you wait, because it's for a it's for a time in the future. It's gonna materialize through patience, but you gotta keep running, you gotta keep reading, and you gotta you, you gotta keep waiting. And I know as leaders this can be taxing, but this is the biblical requirement that we write the vision, we read what we've written, right? And then we run with passion and and focus and faith but then you got to wait while while you are running it takes time and a lot of times this this type of strategy of vision in terms of what is required can be taxing can be overwhelming because to be honest with you sometimes we we want to run a sprint when this is a marathon there is a time before the word of god materialized in vision and sometimes we Write the vision and we forget about what we have written. That's why the scripture says, write it, then read it. Keep it before you. Keep the vision before you in this uh, five grace touches dealing with the second vision. Vision is very important because along the journey, vision sometimes get fragmented. If God has given you a vision for your business, uh, you know, you get exhausted, you get tired, you get wearisome, and sometimes you forget what you wrote. That's why it's important to go back and review the vision, revisit the vision. And while you are in that process, understand that it's going to take time for this thing to materialize and take shape. I know, I know the story because I'm a man of vision and some things just take, I feel, in my flesh a little too long. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? It's like, oh my God, when when is this thing going to happen? But if you do the biblical requirement... If you write it down, then you keep running. And then you have the understanding that it's for an appointed time. There's a designate, designated time which God has preordained for this thing to unfold. If you do those mechanisms, God is going to make sure that the vision stay fresh and your faith stay stay fresh as you run, while you read. Come on, while you wait. But I want to encourage you to keep Staying with the vision. And I'm talking about the vision that God has given you or the vision that you have for your marriage or the vision you have for your children, ministry, or the workplace, or your business. Everybody should have a vision that is God-given. And the scripture says in Proverbs 29 and 18, where there is no vision, and this means a revelation from God, the people perish, right? When there is no real revelation that God has given you. You just become unproductive. So everyone should have a revelation, a vision that God give them that keeps them focused on God's purpose in their life. And uh, when a person is, uh, if they say that they're bored, aimless, it's because they don't have a vision. I think also the struggle is we, we encounter the fog of fear, and that tries to blur the vision and render us powerless. So we can't see because of the fog of fear. Fear becomes a deception. In fact, fear becomes a, a tool to clip us or stop us when it comes to leadership and pastoring our churches and having foresight and really keeping vision in front of the people. And in fact, many times as leaders, we got to revisit the vision or reset the pace of the pattern of the vision. Because sometimes it gets lost through conflict, church confusion, uh, church or ministry distractions. And we got to go back and revisit that vision. Well, friend, I pray that you've been enjoying Legacy Leadership Alliance podcast. I wanted to take a moment and chime in to see if you would partner with Legacy Leadership Alliance. And you say, how can I do that? Mr. Cooper How can I partner With Legacy Leadership Alliance Well first of all If you can Take the link And copy And send it To your Twitter feed Facebook You can even Copy the link And email it To leaders We all need to be inspired On this leadership journey The second Please subscribe And leave a review That would Be helpful well, let's go back into the podcast. Be blessed. Okay, so we covered leadership ears and then leadership eyes. Five grace touches of leadership. Leadership ears, eyes, taste, smell, and touch. So let's go to the third, and that is leadership taste. So we're talking about Uh, leadership decorum, okay, being tasteful is very important to uh, growth. You know, God is the true author and standard of decorum. So, so we're talking about the right attitude, the right spirit, uh, the right conduct in leadership. Uh, Jesus said in Luke, what is it, 9 and 62, I believe, he said, no man puts his hand to the gospel plow and look back is fit for the kingdom of God. In other words, he don't have the right ministry decorum, the right servitude, the right attitude, how he or she comes across in leadership. Some things we are not to do because it just don't look right. Decorum is very important. The Bible says that we, we ought to speak as ambassadors of Christ. There's a way to speak. There's a way to conduct yourself as a businessman or a businesswoman. Um, you know, and we're in a time where decorum is not. <laughs> it is not something celebrated or even embraced. I mean, people is, are saying, "Well, this is just me." Well, there is a way in how we do it. The Bible says, "Speak the truth in love." Just don't speak the truth. But there ought to be a leadership decorum on how you speak the truth, and that is with love. There's a method of how we respond and react. And this, this, these particular etiquettes in leadership need to be taught once again. We need to review the characteristics of leadership, the decorum, the etiquettes of how to speak, how to come across to make sure that we're we're being clearly understood. To be careful not to mix so much emotions um, that come from a place of hurt. That's not wise and it, uh, it's not according to biblical decorum, uh, biblical etiquettes, communicative skills, right, as it relates to leadership. We, we have to have leadership taste. There has to be a decorum in how we do what we do. The Bible says in First Peter three and, and nine, do not re, repay evil with evil insults. That's not the right decorum. <laughs> so it's it is something that we have to, as leaders, embrace and recognize that there is an etiquette on how we respond on Facebook or Snapchat as Snapchat as leaders. You, we just don't speak our mind. There is a decorum. There is a how to a method to, in the spirit of, decorum, etiquettes of how we do what we do. And I think that is something that has to be retaught in leadership again. Just speaking your mind is not good enough. It's how you speak your mind. Uh, The scripture says that we ought to be slow to speak and quick to hear. That's a decorum. That's a a method, right? That's an etiquette that uh, has to be embraced in order to, uh, be effective. It has to be tasteful. You can speak the truth and still be tasteful, right? You can you could um, hold people accountable and be and do it in a tasteful manner. You could tell them the truth and not be nasty about it. Now, who is the standard of the taste, the decorum? Well, there's biblical foundation that teaches us as leaders how to have proper decorum. Now, in these five grace touches of leadership, uh, you may be a strong leader you may have strong leadership ears you may be you may have strong leadership eyes but the leadership taste the decorum, you struggle with you may have a capacity to hear well listen well great vision but rude indifferent um moody emotionally over the edge and so you, you don't talk to people correctly. You don't respond correctly. You're impatient. Well, that's that's a wrong decorum, and it, it will hurt you, okay? Now, you may be a strong listener, a strong person with great eyes and vision, but, man, distasteful. That could cripple you just as well as lack of vision. Hey, ask somebody, somebody that you love, somebody that you trust, to give their honest opinion, Uh, I asked my wife about a few of these, and she was very honest. Areas where I I need to grow from one to ten, ask them, how do you, you know, how did you measure me in my ability to be a great listener? Um, Vision, one to ten, am I eight, seven, or, you know, my taste, my leadership taste, my decorum, my um, spirit in how I respond to Conflicting things. What is my decorum and how I come across? Just ask them one to ten, and an honest person. I'm not saying go go to your enemies, <laughs> but people that are around you and just throw it at them, and so you can kind of get a gauge and have some constructive criticism about your leadership uh, capacity and ability, because we all have to grow. Let's move on. Okay, so we we've dealt with leadership ears. The capacity to listen, leadership eyes, vision, um, properly seen without fragmentation. Uh, three is the leadership taste, decorum, tastefulness is what we're talking about. And then four is now smell. And I, I parallel smell with discernment because you need to be able to sniff things out as a leader. If you understand what I'm saying, having proper discernment is crucial crucial. And I pray that it's the discernment not not from the intellect only, but from the aid of the Holy Spirit. And the reason why I say from a spiritual perspective, because the Bible says in First John four and one, that we should not believe every spirit, but prove, test the spirit to discover to discover whether it proceeds from God or, you know, it is coming from a false prophet. And I think that that's very important for us to have the Holy Spirit interjection about discernment so it's not just because we ate some beans last night and we're just feeling you know i feel um that's very important to have proper discernment because when you walk in the spirit the bible says you don't fulfill the lust of the flesh in other words when the spirit of god helps you to discern the characteristics of the people around you who's the judas who's the uh who's the peter who's the judas Right. Jesus had great discernment to distinguish between who is the Judas and who was the Peter. Peter forsook him, but Judas betrayed him. So you need to ask yourself, how is my leadership smell? In other words, how am I effective? How effective am I to sniff things out in my discernment? Do I need to grow in that? Now, let's go to number five, and that's touch. So we, we've talked about these five Touches of leadership. These five grace touches, rather, of leadership. Leadership ears, leadership eyes, leadership taste, leadership smell. Now, let's deal with the touch. Now, this is very essential. This whole touch. In other words, um, we're talking about compassion, care. Every leader should have the right touch. And also, not only touch, but the grip. The concept of gripping truth and the concept of having empathy and care. The Bible says that Jesus was touched with the feelings of our infirmities. He was a great leader that was touchable and tangible. So have you ever been around a leader that had great leadership ears or leadership eyes, great taste in terms of decorum, um, but they lost their touch? They lost the compassion, the care, the empathy, Uh, They became cold. You know, it's possible to do that, that you can have the other grace touches. You could be, you can have great uh, listening skills and great vision, great, you know, decorum and moving in and out among the people with grace and, but the touch piece, you can become cold hearted, uh, lax with your love for people, for the mission. You lose your patience, your care, and become indifferent. And then it becomes a dangerous position because all of this is based upon care. I mean, you can preach and you could, you know, do all the fundamentals and be a great administrator and a delegator. But if you lose care, just to be honest and frank with you, if you lose care, you've lost it all. I remember a time of two, well, I, actually two particular times where I lost care. Great vision. I thought I was a great listener, yada, yada, yada. But um, some people um, that I love dearly hurt me in the church. And I don't, I don't have time to go through all the situation, but I was I was devastated. Out of, out of the Almost 30 years of pastoring, I can really see that there were two times in the 30 years that I wanted to quit. And it affected my love, my care for the people until God began to really deal with me. And I had to guard my heart. I had to really deal with my heart because the brokenness of the heart affected my vision. It it, effect, it affected my purpose. It affected uh, my ability to hear. And listen, it, it just did, it just messed me up, man. I was out of commission. I was functioning, but my heart was not in the right place for about, I guess, about six months, almost to a year. And the Lord had to teach me how to forgive. The Lord had to teach me how to overcome it. And so I'm saying to you that you can have great skills in, in these five touches of grace, or five grace touches, rather. You, you may be very skillful, but... One of the most essential is that heart piece. So as a leader, make sure you keep your heart in the right place. Keep it moldable, teachable, forgiving, understanding. Um, make sure it can be touched, that it's not hardened with indifference, because it will affect your ability to hear, your eyes, your discernment, and your ability to sniff things out, smell, right? Discernment, taste, eyes, ears, and touch Well, my time is up I pray you've been blessed Hey, you use this as a measuring tool It's good to uh, also use it on the leaders that are around you And and uh, so that they can grow as well So it's very important, okay? Five great touches of leadership Leadership eyes, leadership ears Leadership taste, leadership smell And leadership touch Well, I love you. I want you to continue to lock in and thank you for uh, taking out time to uh, be with me here on Legacy Leadership Alliance. I love you. Remember, it is better to live by principle than to die by impulse. You go with God and be incredibly, incredibly, incredibly blessed. Thank you for listening to the Legacy Leadership Alliance podcast. We invite you to continue to join us at the intersection of religion, education, and the marketplace as we provide synergy and faith toward the future. Follow us on all podcast platforms and subscribe. Contact Sean Cooper at bishopshawn at gmail.com. And remember, it is better to live by principle than to die by impulse.